What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wised Up podcast presented by Wyzetta Community Ed. I'm your host, Zach Nelson, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Kathy Kuklak of Wyzetta Kids. She is a site manager at Sunset Hill Elementary. Kathy, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you. It's good to be here. So how is quarantine going for you? You know, uh, interesting times for sure. Um, but, you know, it's definitely going okay. There's definitely good days and not so good days where I'm really tired of doing this. But um, for the most part, you know, we're, we're hanging in there. So just how much are things different for you right now compared to two months ago? Wow, a lot is different. Um, I am now a busy working mom at home. I have three kids, um, 12, 11, and seven. Um, and my husband, he's a police sergeant for the Plymouth Police Department. So he is busy working and, um, and so I am busy working, um, you know, at home as well as supporting the emergency child care program at Greenwood um, and trying to support my own family. Um, you know, I'm learning a lot of seventh grade math. I'm learning a lot of fifth grade math. Um, so it's good to brush up on some knowledge. Um, but, but things, you know, in all of our families are different. and um, you know, we've had to be patient with all of that, definitely. So from your perspective, how are kids dealing with all of these changes? You know, um, I'd say just like adults, they have great days and they have really hard days. Um, but, you know, we asked, you know, the Wyzetta kids who need emergency care right now, we pretty much asked them to change their whole world up right now. You know, they had to go to a new school, hang out with new friends, have different teachers, different routines. And then on top of that, we asked them to learn, you know, with their iPads. And so we expected a lot out of them. And so, um, you know, I'd say they're doing an awesome job. They really are um, adapting to change and being resilient. Um, but nonetheless, they're very social beings, just like we are. And I think the hardest part for them is to not see their friends and their teachers every day. Um, you know, thankfully, Wyzetta Kids has allowed them to continue to play, to be active, and it's a super welcoming environment. And so we realize how stressful this whole situation is on everyone. And so we really try to just embrace who they are and allow them to um, do activities and things at their own pace. And for your kids personally at home, how have you seen them adjust everything that's going on? Um, you know, at first it was like, okay, this is, you know, we're going to get organized. We're going to, you know, write out schedules and, you know, but then it's like, okay, well now I have to work and they have to do school. And so it definitely took some balancing and, um, some, um, some tears and some days to really figure out um, how much do we need to do, you know, and there's quite honestly, there's days where um, they're really excited about learning, really excited about certain activities. And then there's other days where 
they pull up the iPad and, you know, my youngest, she's seven and she pulled up the iPad the other day and she just started crying. And I was like, well, what's going on? You know? And I think just the thought of, Hey, I'm not at school. I'm not with my friends. I really miss my teachers and I just can't do this right now. And I just had to grant her space and grant her patience and come back to the activities, you know, later. And um, so truly day by day, you know, the kids are um, experiencing emotions and, um, you know, trying to figure it out just like we are. So it's, it's been interesting. Yeah, we, on one of our first podcasts, we talked to some, some of the early childhood family education team and they, they, they did really emphasize that day by day approach and that, you know, every day is going to look different. And if you try to plan out a week and a half or even farther, it just doesn't work. So I, I think that day by day approach really seems to be the, the way to, the way to go about this. Yeah. It's uh, and they might be interested in certain activities and certain games um, or e-learning. They might be super excited about something that the teacher has planned. I know my seventh grader, she was doing a really exciting science project researching animals and was super motivated. And then this week she had to work on, you know, ecology and stuff that wasn't interesting. And so it, it took a lot more uh, prompting from me to stay focused. So, you know, day by day, and um, there's certain days where we have lots of breaks, and there's other days we can, we can pound it out and no problem, so. It's also amazing to me how much the teachers have adapted to this distance learning model. Yeah, I, I am just so grateful for the teachers who are continually checking in with families you know, and uh, I happened to email, you know, my youngest child's teacher and just let her know, hey, she's having a hard time, she's breaking down, and right away got responses. Um, and then she also reached out and um, offered extra time, um, you know, via Google Meet, just to have some face-to-face -face time with her, and that has made world of a difference, you know, and. Um, so I'm just so grateful, you know, a lot of teachers who might be not tech savvy, all of a sudden are now tech savvy and doing an incredible job teaching. And so it's just, you know, I, I can't thank them enough. It's been awesome. So talking about the emergency childcare program, what does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis? Because obviously there are, there's an added safety element to you know, what you guys are doing daily with kids showing up at, at Greenwood Elementary? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot different than what we're used to. Uh, we're used to kids being everywhere all the time. And, um, you know, we definitely had to focus on the health and safety piece of the program first. And, you know, it's, uh, I can't say enough about the team that we have because we had a literally 48 hours to plan um, emergency care. And um, so we sat down, we pulled it together. Um, the site managers, uh, Hillary Dish, the program um, manager, under the leadership of 
Jenny Ebert, the community ed director, and in two days we pulled off, you know, starting a program at Greenwood. Um, and I, I have to give some kudos to the transportation department. You know, they have to also plan transportation for kids to and from, you know, home. The culinary, the district culinary team provide, still providing meals for us, breakfast, lunch, snacks. Um, the district nurses and paras, um, because now we have to do um, daily health screenings and safety screenings and temperatures for staff and students. Um, you know, and then we have community ed people working behind the scenes. We got paras and reserve teachers helping with e-learning. Um, we got teachers doing um, speech and all of those things and coordinating. Um, and then we got countless people, countless people, I'm telling you, who have stepped up to supply, um, to donate supplies. I can't tell you how many hand, you know, sanitizing wipes, canisters, you can't even imagine, but donations of masks, donations of treats, um, and just all the encouragement that we've got. It's, it's incredible. I, I can tell you when I work there, I feel super safe. Um, I feel super clean. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's been amazing how um, the team of people, no matter what your job description is in the district, came together to make this program work you know, and it's been awesome. How have kids responded to this style of programming? Obviously it's a big change for staff, but it's a huge change for kids as well. Absolutely, and you think essential workers too, you know, they don't necessarily work Monday through Friday, you know, and so you got kids coming in a few days a week, not necessarily a consistent schedule. Um, so they um, have been, for the most part, super resilient, super adaptable, super flexible. Um, and I'm telling you, there's been times where I've been on site and they've showed me, nope, this is, what, this is where we put our stuff. This is where we go. This is what we do. And so, you know, they're sometimes teaching us the routines and, you know, they've picked up on stuff quicker than we have. And so, you know, kudos to the kids. My, my daughter was on a call with her teacher and she, she came downstairs and she goes, you know what, mom? My teacher told me that we're all, we're all heroes. The kids are heroes, you know? And I said, you know, you're right. Like, you guys are. You are adapting and you are learning and you are making it through this, this tough time. And so, of course, she started crying and then I started crying too. But um, it's, it's pretty awesome what we've asked of our kids to do these days. So switching gears and talking more about, you know, the parenting side of this, you're obviously going through it. What are some ways that parents can keep their sanity through all of this? Oh gosh, I wish I had an easy answer for that. Uh, um, you know, I there's definitely days where there's good days um, where I've taken care of myself, um, getting out um, on walks, have been a healthy thing for myself. Um, just clearing my mind, getting my body to move, you know, um, because being cooped up in a house is hard, really hard. And so um, we all need space from each other. And so we have to be creative on how we do that, you know, whether we get to our bedroom and just have some calm down time or we get out of the house on a walk. Um, but we, 
need that we need that time um you know i think another thing um sometimes we feel alone because we're in our house we're all cooped up and so reaching out to our friends our neighbors um family members coworkers, whoever it is just for a fun chat um and not work related um or sometimes you just need to call someone and laugh because laughter just helps you realize that there's more to life than being so serious and stressed out and laughing about the things that aren't working right now and laughing about the mistakes that we're making right now um and that's okay you know some, i went outside and sat down in my chair and had my laptop out yesterday and was working and next thing you know my neighbor's out in the yard and we're chatting and next thing you know another neighbor's coming out to get her mail and um we're all chatting and you know an hour or two goes by and i thought wow i'm really not getting a lot of work done but the same in the same sentence i my mental health was being taken care of you know and that's just as important and i feel like i'm not going to be a good mom i'm not going to be a good worker if i'm my mental health isn't there and um you know this this hasn't been easy you know there's been times where i've been in tears like oh my gosh like not sure i can do this anymore and so i have to put that guilt aside you know when i do take time for myself um or you know don't work on stuff or you know just stop to play with kids or stop to you know um make brownies or make cookies or what you know and um and and be okay with that you know granting ourselves i want parents to know that they have to grant themselves with a lot of grace during this time um there's no way that you can do everything um nor should you feel like that anytime but especially during this time you know um parents tend to throw themselves pity parties like, wow, we can't do it all. Well, yeah, we can't do it all. And, and so, you know, I'm like, okay, after my pity party's over, I'm going to, you know, put that aside and realize, you know what, there's parents in a lot worse situations than I am, you know? And um, so one of the teach one of my kids' teachers said, um, why don't you start thinking of what you're thankful for? And so every night at din the dinner table, we go around and we just say one thing that we're thankful for. And, you know, it's those things when it comes, when, when you ask the question about sanity, it's those things that help keep me grounded and, and like, oh yeah, my kids are thankful for X, Y, and Z, and I'm thankful for X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, just, you know, taking a deep breath and remembering that it's just, you know, time that will pass and we'll get through this together. But, um, you know, I, for parents, it's definitely taking care of ourselves first. And I love what you said, um, just reaching out to people or coworkers or whoever, just to talk. You know, we have all this technology at our fingertips and make it so easy to talk to one another and, and just the importance of feeling okay to do it just for the sake of wanting to talk to someone you know there doesn't need to be that reason and because everyone's going through you know everyone's going through this no one's exempt from some sort of experience with this pandemic so just being able to talk to people and they might be going through something a little differently but just to be able to get something off your chest or bounce ideas off each other or just like you said laugh is i think it's so important yeah we all have stories every day, you know, and it's, it's fun to hear each other's stories. 
I'm known for jokes and puns. And so I have a daily joke cal calendar that I have to read. And um, I usually end up texting other people the jokes and sometimes they're super lame, but you know, humor <laughs> keeps me going, so. <laughs> so, you know, there's the distance learning aspect, but at some point that aspect of the at-home life is done for the day. What are some ways that you found to keep your kids busy and entertained in this new isolation style of living? And out of trouble. Is that what you meant to say too? And out of trouble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I, one of my favorite things that I've introduced recently is cooking projects um, with the kids. And so I started cooking with them and now I'm, allowing them a little bit more space to do cooking projects without me. And it's super fun to see how proud they are of everything, um, how messy they get, um, but their accomplishments and being able to, you know, who cares if the little box of pudding, you know, and they only had to use two cups of milk, but the process that they took to get there um, was super fun. So cooking projects, um, but, what an awesome skill to be teaching them to, you know, cooking. And so family recipes, you know, you might be something fun for families to get out family recipes. Um, the other thing that I started doing was planting seeds. Um, and so uh, planting some seeds with my kids um, because then they have the responsibility of taking care of them and nurturing them and watering them and, and looking out for them, you know. Um, so I'm trying to think of other things besides um, games and, you know, screens. We have a rule in my house that you can't do screens until three o'clock. And uh, that's been a little hard for them. You know, I'm not going to lie. At 2.45, they're pretty much set up looking at the clock, you know, waiting for three o'clock to hit. Um, we know kids love screens, but we have to challenge them to be creative and use their brains um, in other ways. And so getting outside uh, for sure um, um, and going through with some of their own toys and saying, you know, if we were to give some games to kids who don't have games, what games would you want to give away, you know? Um, or if you don't need certain things anymore, what could you give to your cousins, you know? I heard of a person down the street um, setting up a table and just putting out games, saying free games. You know, I thought, what a great idea to kind of just spread the love in your neighborhood with games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely challenging as a parent when you have your own things to get done. Um, but I did make, I did, oh yeah, I did make my kids each make a list of 10 things that they would do or that they would want to do that didn't involve screens. Um, because I feel like if it's on, you know, if it's their idea, they'd be more apt to want to do it um, but then also when they're bored I can say go get your list of things and pick something on your list you know um, I'm not gonna lie it was a little challenging for them to think of 10 things but we got there um, and uh, my dog our dog of course is super happy because <laughs> walk the dog I think made it on all three of their lists um, and she has taken a taken advantage of that opportunity uh, every day so um, but yeah, it's, it's, 
it's a hard thing for a parent to keep our kids entertained. Um, and it's okay for them to not be entertained and for them to have to think of their own creativity on their own. You know, parents, I don't want parents to feel like they have to, you know, create all this entertainment, you know, for their kids. Their kids that's, that's the joy and beauty of creativity is allowing your kids to think of something on their own. You know, another thing you touched on there that I thought was great is uh, we talked to um, Courtney LaRoche about math games, and mm -hmm. she said you can find math games in just about anything you do, or you can, you can find math, and, you know, when you talked about the baking and the planting yeah. of seeds, like, subconsciously, there's, there's that learning aspect that um, kids are getting, whether it's framed as you're doing math or not, it's those exercises are great just to incorporate different sort of learning into everyday activities. So that was, that's all great stuff. Yeah. The other thing is, you know, people are getting tons of packages these days, you know, cause that's how we're living, right? It's, everything's being delivered to us. So we got a ton of cardboard laying around. And so if you can cut up some cardboard and have your kids create things and make little houses for their little animals or their stuffed animals or whatever. Um, you know, my kids went to town with, with that and uh, made some really cool contraptions for their little animals. So, you know, take advantage of that free cardboard that's coming to your house. <laughs> so it's impossible to know at this point, but things are going to look differently going forward. And we're not, we're not here to be armchair epidemiologists, but is there anything that you think we can expect to see going forward or is there anything that has helped you prepare for what's coming in the months ahead? You know, it's, I try not to get myself too freaked out because I too like to be a planner and to know what's going to happen. And um, I really had to challenge myself to say, you know what, I don't have answers and that's okay. Um, you know, as far as emergency care programming goes, I know that there will be um, some decisions made by the governor soon, and that will de definitely help us, you know, create programming. Um, and, you know, things will look a lot different, probably very similar to what we're currently doing. Um, I know we're going to have to take a pause on field trips for summer. Um, so, you know, who knows, maybe we'll supplement more ice cream days on site, you know, and, and create more fun that way. Um, you know, the programming is going to just look a little bit different, but I know that it, there can be equal amounts of fun, you know, whether you're off-site or you're on-site, um, kids are social and they will always have fun with each other, um, and the staff will always have fun with them. So it's just a matter of, um, you know, little details here and there, and maybe the amount of kids, um, that we can serve will be a little bit different. Um, but, um, you know, I think there'll be a lot of great things that come out of this too. And I hope that we can look back and go, um, we made some great changes and we really stepped up our game and we're gonna continue to do that. Um, we're gonna continue with our health and safety. We're gonna continue with our programming decisions. Um, and so I'm excited to see, you know, the growth that comes out of it as well. Is there a way for parents to get a hold of you if they have any questions or um, whether it's about kids or parenting or even if they just want to talk like you said yeah absolutely um you can email me um 
My email is uh, Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N dot Kuklak. It's K-U-K-L-O-K. And then at, at Wyzetta Schools dot org. And so if they have questions or need ideas for programming or, um, you know, I can certainly, if I can't answer it, I can point them in the right direction. Um, but I want parents to know that, you know, it's, you're, you're, they're not alone. Um, there's lots of other parents out there who are um, struggling, but also having great days too. And so we're, we can, we can get through this together um, and that there's other parents out there that want to support for each other. That's great, Kathy. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. I appreciate it. Of course. Have a great day, Zach. Thanks again to Kathy for coming on the podcast today. If you have any questions for her, again, you can reach out to her in that email she gave, katherine.kuklak at wisettaschools.org, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N dot K-U-K-L-O-K. Or you can reach out to us at Community Ad and we will forward any questions you have to her. Thanks again for listening and we will talk to you soon.